Hi, I'm Dr. Mariam Zamani, and I'm an oculoplastic surgeon with a special interest in facial aesthetics and also the founder of MZ Skin. And this is the Guinea Pig Podcast. Why are we called the guinea pig? Because that's what I am. I'm writer and journalist Fiona Golfar, and I'm here ready and willing to try out just about any treatment and treatment going. We are the breath that you take before trying anything out there. So if you're looking for an honest, no holds barred approach to invasive and non-invasive cosmetic surgery, then come join us from the clinic every Thursday on the guinea pig podcast. Hi, everyone, and thanks for joining us again. Hi, Maria. You're looking good. Thank you. Well, I'm really, I've had a nice little half term with my family. So we went skiing and it was extremely refreshing. The last time I actually saw you before you went away on your skiing holiday, we were both down in the, the pre-op theaters. in the theaters I know, because we were. we were having our fat removed. I laugh as I say that. Anyway, our fat, like we share fat, but <laughs> you were having, well, they must've gone in really searching for someone. You... No, not at all. I have to say it was a really, so for those of you that don't know, we were talking about using your own fat to basically uh, have a natural filler created at a lab outside of the clinic and then having that in a storage in a cryo facility for, you know, up to five years and that instead of using synthetically made fillers you could use your own fat as more of a stem cell hydration not necessarily for volume but basically just to give your skin a boost and so kind of doing what you would be doing with profiling exactly like more like a skin booster slash hydrations uh, slash you know just a little, it gives a little bit of volume, like any anything, but just plumps up the skin in, in certain ways. And Fee didn't originally want to be the guinea pig, so I very, you know, magnanimously, yeah, exactly, exactly, self, selflessly <laughs> said I would put my hand forward, and um, because I think I really believe in the technology, first of all. So I just think it's the wave of the future, and I think we won't never replace gel fillers, hyaluronic acid fillers, or, you know, synthetically made fillers. But I do think there's a different space that this could fill. And so basically the idea behind it is that you have to have a little bit of fat extracted. And then that fat is taken to a facility where it is one have a bunch of tests done to make sure that everything is okay. And then two is to uh, standardize the amount of uh, stem cells and tissues that you're getting per syringe. It's quite Um, a labor intensive uh, procedure. It's hand it's sort of sifted if you like exactly and it, and it, and then it's kept there until you'd like to have it reinjected and we will have it I will have it reinjected at least for you guys on the podcast again very selfish obviously i was far too jealous of mariam having anything that i wasn't going to have so having made a big fuss and saying i wasn't going to do it here I was, and Mariam, you had it taken from your thighs, I think, didn't you? I did. So liposuction. We, we both came. And it was, it's a moderate form. So to people always think, oh, it's amazing. So you can have a proper liposuction and then have this treatment done simultaneously on that fat that's removed. Or you could come in and have a small amount of fat removed, which is what we did. So uh, we can't really, it is a type of liposuction, but it's a very small quantity. So to give you an example, it's 20 mLs. 20 mLs is about five tablespoons. And you have to realize that 
half of that is probably the mixture of the the numbing agent that's been injected. So basically, you come into the theater. Uh, I, we were both awake for this procedure. Um, local anesthetic is uh, placed into the area where you know the where the fat is going to be harvested or taken, and that usually has a combination of anesthetics and fluids. And so, when you have twenty mLs of you know, quote unquote, fat removed. Probably half of that is the is the, the numbing other stuff. Age, the other stuff. So, in reality, you're you're not taking that much fat away. So, um, you know, to give you an example, I did that, and I had a full day of clinic, and I went skiing the next day and skied every day. So everybody is slightly different. I have to say, I was very fortunate. I didn't really have any. I didn't have any bruising. Had a little discomfort later on in the day um, when the anesthetic was wearing off. I was like, oh, I can feel that. Um, um, but then by the time I went on the plane the next day, I, I, fe- I felt sore, you know, like I, I could tell like almost like a bruise, you know, yeah. when you can tell you've had a yeah. bruise. I was only thinking it was so easy. Why didn't I just do more? Which is terrible to think. I mean, I'd love to have a bank of That's my so fat funny for because later. Because I thought it was so hard and I still thought, why didn't I do more? But it was so, <laughs> for me, because they did it both to my thighs where you had it, Olivia did, and also to my sort of um, upper... So my diaphragm, around my diaphragm area. So where there is a sort of, I have got sort of a generous handful of fat there. But as we discovered, because as we all know, or for those of you that don't, I had a tummy tuck about 13 years ago, something like that. And whilst they, they were giving me the tummy tuck, the, the um, doctor told me, the surgeon told me that he'd, he'd kind of rejoined the, the muscle that leads up my stomach muscles because they kind of widen when you have to, after childbirth. So he'd kind of put me back together, taken out a couple of hernias, apparently, and also given me some liposuction. So I hadn't really thought about it. But when Olivier went in there, I was really, really sensitive to the pain. I really was not being my bravest self. And that was very well, sweet. Well, scar, no, but, but I, I mean, scar tissue, hurt. it hurts more because yeah. you have to think it's like tethered together. Yeah, and it still hurts. I mean, I'm still very tender. This is only one week later. Yeah, though. it's a week later. So I'm tender in my abdomen, but I, in my upper abdomen, but I'm my, the thigh's the same. And like you, I wish he'd taken a whole lot more. I know. Whilst he was down there. But, um... Yeah, I'm very curious to see what it does because I know that you're you're a convert and you understand the science more, but I'm waiting to see. He says it will be good for kind of like around my eyes where I've got dark circles. You don't have such dark circles. I do. I have do very you? dark circles. So um, he says it really helps. And I'm not really a good helps. candidate for filler underneath my eyes. So Why? Because your eyes are quite sort of sunken. Mm. Yeah, my eyes are sunken. Thanks, Fee. I don't know what the right word is. Um, they're sunken. They? No, so right I've always had dark circles my whole life and I am... Obviously, this is what I do the most of, or tear trough fillers and eye, anything related to the eye. And I am somebody who can't really tolerate fillers there. I am the person that has it done, and I go have sushi, and my eyes would swell. I would go to the mountains, my eyes would swell. I'd go into the sea, my eyes would swell. And I could, even though maybe other people couldn't, I could see exactly where the filler the had filler been injected. And I couldn't stand that. And so I've actually done it and removed it eight times over the course of the last, you know, I've been suffering from this for a long time. So over the course of six years, I think I tried it almost 
not every nine months, 10 months to see if there was somebody else who could do it better than the last person. And you always have a reaction. And I always, no matter what filler was used, uh, always a hyaluronic acid filler because I would never want anything permanent or semi-permanent in that area for myself or for my patients. But, um, I would keep it for about two months and then I, you know, it would just drive me crazy. My eyes looked even worse. So I never had that problem of puffy eyes. I always had more of that, like what I have now, the sunken appearance. And so unfortunately, as much as I would love to be able to to do what I do for other people, I can't tolerate it in my eye area. So all of those creams that say reduces dark circles? They can. So all of my, my creams do too, you know, my Soothe and Smooth. I, I created that for that very reason. And so dark circles, the kind that I have, and dark, not all dark circles are created equal, but if you have more sunken eyes, and, you, and of course we all know that the tissue or the skin around the eyes is the thinnest on the body, so it's literally millimeters thick. And so if you have any dilation or tortuosity of the vessels underneath there, um, those red blood cells look bluey, darky, and it creates this discoloration. If you you are prone to having allergies or sinus problems. Also, again, that congestion causes, they're actually called uh, allergic shiners because it looks like someone's, you know, popped you in the eye and you've got these shiners. And I, I, I actually had those when I was 16. You could definitively see when it was allergy season, all of a sudden I had like these huge black eyes. Oh, that's so funny. So I, I've always hated my eye area personally all my life. And I'm really sad that I can't do the thing that I do for everybody else. And very infrequently, probably twice a year, maybe three times a year. I have a patient who comes in and says, you know, today they look good, but the other night I went and had Chinese and the next day I could see where it was or they what say I that? went to you the... You can see where it was because it, 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 what does it do? It it's, takes, like so, you about Japanese, it's the it, soil. It's, it's the salt, it's the yeah, hydration. It's the so anything where like altitude, food, diet, alcohol, all those things, they can have you retain Puffy a little eyes. bit more fluid and oh, unfortunately, oh, yeah, since hyaluronic salt. acid holds you know, many times it's weight and water, you can have a little bit of swelling in that area. And while it might not be, it's not like stand out, like, oh my God, what happened to you? But it's like, oh, you know, you just look tired because you're a little bit puffy, whereas I never had that it's puffiness. It's good things in life because literally I would lie down for Chinese food. You, know, you only have to whistle. And if it's not bad enough, I'm not going near Chinese restaurants at the moment I because know. I'm sorry, coronavirus. Um, oh. But yeah, it makes me I nervous. I thought it was I because of No, no. Well, I'm on a fast. So it means I dream about Chinese food. But I do feel very sorry because I was in Chinatown the other day and all the um, Chinese restaurants were empty. Were empty. But so 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 for me, I'm really excited. I am going to try this because there should have no reaction to anything because it's coming straight from myself and it's not a volumizer. So hopefully, what it does is it helps improve quality of skin in that area, and that's what eye creams do too. So they lock in hydration. If the skin around the eyes are more hydrated, then you're less likely to see the imperfections underneath or the darkness underneath. So you'll do your eyes, and I was thinking because a little. So that's good in hands. But would you put it in conjunction with, because my hands look like I've got two empty shopping bags hanging off the top of them. No, they don't. My skin is very loose. So I I do that and I'm 10 years younger than you, Fee. But would you put a filler in there and the, the... and and that you could you could do it in combination i mean obviously hands well i've got chubby little hands but i mean filled 
this that I'm... You can. You can always feel a little bit. Yes. I love feeling hands. I've done it on myself. Actually, yes. I only I did, did one. you did it on me once. I, I think I did. You couldn't get the other hand. I, no, I couldn't. You know, I, one day I think someone canceled and I was like looking at my hand and I was like, oh my God, I have old ladies' hands. And I brought out a cannula and I injected myself and then I went to the other side and I was like, wow, that's really hard. I'm not a lefty. I'm not ambidextrous. <laughs> you so look really, really good really. almost like down one side. <laughs> now the face is not a problem, but the it. hands is a little bit difficult to do so anyway i'm very excited about this and yeah that's very exciting we've got lots of interesting things coming up because we're going to have the lovely dr penelope i hope i'm pronouncing this right tampanidis she'll no doubt correct me when she comes on the show to because i wanted i think so many people and as we listened to my friend on my phone the other day show such an interest in threading and what can you do and particularly younger people because i think it's sort of step one and so I thought I'd do it, and she suggested that I try it in my forehead. So, yes, of course, I was gung-ho for that. And as I was about to go down and have the threading, I made the mistake of opening an email that was in response to a piece of work that I'd written and sent off to some American magazine. And the, their response, the opening line was something like, you know, there's a lot of good stuff in here, but which point I have a nervous breakdown because I think I haven't done it properly, and I start panicking, and I'm thinking about other things. You're perfectionist. And I'm f- I am with my of course, journalistic with work. work and I suddenly felt terrible and I didn't want anything anywhere near me. I didn't want her fiddling with my forehead. I didn't want to be put you into a situation a where I felt vulnerable because I felt very, very vulnerable suddenly. And I think it's really worth talking about that, like your kind of state of mind when you go into doing anything. You know, sometimes all this stuff that's such fun to try and, and I love trying it and I really like... I, I can even handle the results if they're not exactly the results I thought I was going to get because, you know, we're, that's what we're here to do on the guinea pig. I'm not always going to love it. But I did really kind of... So I did go down in the end because she'd made the time for me and she did the she did the threading, which hurts, actually. It's quite painful threading, even though they, they anesthetized you. She anesthetized me. She injected me with a, 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 a nama. It's quite a sort of sensitive procedure to do and i would just say if you're thinking about doing something on the day try and make sure that you're your calmest self don't let anything stress you stay away from your emails for god's sake because <laughs> i just i always tell my patients me. when i do something i always say you know especially if i have something that has like a higher pain threshold like for instance all therapy or even surgery i always say you know try your best to have a good night's sleep yeah don't come on a day that yeah. you're anxious because actually your nerves are heightened and you are more likely to perceive yeah. pain more than you would normally. That's that telephone thing. You know, look at your emails in kind of clusters of time. Don't do that thing that I do. Which, which is, is all the time. All the time. Me too. I only have Every to five minutes, go, yeah. And I'm, you know, I throw my attention to something else and I should have been throwing my attention into doing this. So the, 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 the threading conversation is a whole other thing, but definitely the mindset you know, I was quite nervous when I came to do the fat and I didn't realize it was going to be such, I don't know what I was thinking. I hadn't really investigated as much as I probably should have, but I kind of had this feeling he was kind of going to go in and do a kind of injection and withdraw. I don't know why I didn't realize it was kind of classic lipo and, and liposuction is also, you know, you have to be in a frame of mind. You have to be in a frame of mind. It's not for sissies. You know, you're awake. Somebody's going yeah, so actually, I, I was thinking that today. So I was operating this morning, and I had a few questions about different kinds of anesthesia. And I was thinking my procedure with Olivier was actually quite easy 
in retrospect, because I work in this clinic and I am in that operating theater every week, if not multiple times in a week. And that sound that you made is something that I'm used to. Yeah. So it's not alarming for me, but for somebody who, um, you know, cause it's kind of like if you never hear a siren and then all of a sudden you hear a siren, you like jump. Mm-hmm. But if you're used to living in New York city where there's a siren, a second, you know, a minute you're, you never, you don't even hear the sirens anymore, basically. So in the same way downstairs, um, I asked him, I said, what is that noise? Uh, even though I hear it, I was like, is that the cellulite fibers that are being broken as the, as the cannula is going in and out? And the cannula is, you know, it's, it's, it's a longish piece. The whole procedure doesn't take more than a half an hour. You know, it's, it's not a very long thing. And I certainly wouldn't want to have a big liposuction like that, like a proper liposuction. So when most people have liposuction, they have like, you know, a half a liter taken out to a liter, you know, what we had like 20 mLs is really, you know, I had what they called lunchtime lipo. Do you remember years ago? I was when I had the, yes, because when I had the tummy tuck, my tummy definitely, you know, they cut away a lot of skin and they, you know, they sewed me up and I looked like, but I had this very sort of flat stomach. My waist looked much tighter, but he hadn't, well, I carry quite a bit of weight on my kind of haunches. And he hadn't, love it was like, oh, my love handles, okay. right? So Haunches. I kind of went in and then, yeah, yeah, really out. That bit that's sort of like a handful just below on my hips, right? And then it kind of dents in and then my thigh starts. So it was, it seemed very extreme because I mm. was so much smoother. So I didn't really know. I kind of felt like the doctor who did it to me, he shall remain nameless, had sort of only stopped looking at where the scar of the tummy tuck was and not what the outside silhouette of the body was. So I didn't feel proportional. Anyway, I went in and I had some lipo at lunchtime and I was wide awake and then they sent me off and I drove home. And which I think is another really wrong thing to do. I would advise anybody who's having lipo not to probably drive themselves to or from. But there is something very weird about being awake when you're having a procedure like that if you're well I kept saying why don't they use gas and air actually so gas and air for some I was reason longing for some gas I, and air. I don't know why but in in the UK like in America you would always have something I mean like it yeah. would be strange not to here I'm not quite sure why I've, I've asked a few times I've tried to get it here to have some procedures done and they say yeah. it's not so easy my dentist to do. used to use gas and air I used to book as often as I could so, <laughs> you love your dentist I love huh? I get my dentist and but, I love my gas and air but actually going back to lunchtime lipo I really dislike anything that they call like a lunchtime yes. lip I I really, because it marginalizes and makes it seem insignificant of the procedure you're having. And I know I harp on about risks and stuff like that, but just because it's a light, light, you know, lunchtime procedure that you can do it quickly, doesn't mean that it doesn't have risk. And there can be like serious complications from these Mm. sorts of treatments. I hate to say, but you know, it might make sexy journalism a little bit to say, oh my God, I did a lunchtime lipo or, you know, lunchtime facelift. But in actuality, this is no different than having, I mean, like knee surgery, arthroscopic knee surgery, or having any sort of procedure, you know, having a baby. I mean, like there, there are serious procedures that have serious consequences. And so I, I don't like that lunchtime numer at all. I think it's really misleading. And I think if you think that it's that easy, then you're likely not going to understand like the depths of what you're actually doing. Like you could have lunchtime Botox, but like you shouldn't have like lunchtime. No. Well, I learned that <laughs> the, the hard way. I, I learned that the hard way. And I also learned, I mean, it's interesting because you know, where I have the scar tissue, it's still yeah. tender a week later, but, um, 
I learned that I'm not as brave as I think I am as well. There was such a sweet guy. God knows he must do it all the time. He was holding my hand and Aww. my cheek was in his and I kept reading <laughs> out loud. Yeah, I was there. I felt kind of like, I felt very vulnerable. vulnerable. And that's something I've just learned between those two treatments in two weeks. I've had weirdly, you know, in the name of the guinea pig, I've been trying a few things recently and... Um, last week I went to a really um, really lovely woman who is also pretty really really pretty which is such a I say that but she just had this kind of gorgeous friendly welcoming face her name's Dr. Sophie Schotter and I went to her for um, a decolleté Yes. Um, complexion fix, which involved numbing cream. That's what was making me think. So, so your chest is completely numbed. And then I had a sort of mesotherapy, essentially, on my chest. And that was a really, really nice treatment. And I felt that it was a very good kind of preparation for spring because, you know, my our skin might soon start to peak out from all yes. of our jumpers and things. And it's something that I would recommend. I even, I'm going to have four... Goes sessions. four sessions, but even after the first one, I have to say that I could see a very nice, slightly sort of plumped effect. On my so chest. microneedling will always do that. So mesotherapy is a cocktail of different vitamins, minerals, and sometimes amino acids, as well as different. You know, you could even use it with a little bit of Botox and and and, and thicker hyaluronic acids. But the idea is that a needle pierces through the skin and creates injury in that area, which of course jump starts your body to create new collagen and new skin. So you're creating the recovery cascade for the skin. Anytime you have any sort of microneedling, you will regenerate new skin and your skin will look better. So I love microneedling. I think it's something that's really nice. Actually, we're we're just about to, and you should, we should do this on you, Fee, because mm. you like it, is something called aqua gold, which is a very small item that has little needles of different uh, depth. And I will be doing it for rosacea patients and just anybody who wants that's to have. That's me, that's yeah, me. Yeah, so you can put small amounts of botulinum toxin mixed in with hyaluronic acid and some other uh, brightening serums cocktail uh, injected into the face, and it helps decrease facial flushing for uh um, oh my God, I'd love that. For, for um, rosacea patients, but it's also just a really nice, you can mix it with PRP instead of using a cocktail. You can just have... Uh, collagen boosters or skin hydrators. Oh, that's um, good. Let's do a cocktail So, yeah, soon. that'll be really nice. That. So, I, I actually, it's just arrived today. Oh, very pretty packaging. So, we should we should Apple definitely gold. try this. I'm going to um, take one with me as I go to Lancerhoff tonight and guinea pig myself before I do it on anybody else. So, you're off to Lanzerhof to get... Mm, you've I become, am. You, you're going to have Lanzerhof tattooed to your shoulder quite soon. <laughs> you're such a Lanzerhof junkie. I, I, I am. My husband went. I went to the one here at the Arts Club, and now I'm heading off to um, the one in Germany. I'm actually super excited. My husband had a really lovely experience there. I never take care of myself, so I'm always... Because my husband's a little bit older, I'm no, always so worried about taking him. taking care of others. But so it'll be nice to have somebody, you know, look at my blood results and like, you know, do all those things that I do for everybody else. So what do they do when you get there? They'll take sort of full bloods. I mean, I, I'm asking, but I know full well because yeah, <laughs> practically got a blue plaque up and, and for me. At so um, basically they send a menu of different things that you can do there. Um, I have focused on uh, hormones, so I okay. will be interested in looking at my hormonal profile. I am also interested in longevity so blood tests and different sort of tests I, i'll tell you i'm always scared of becoming diabetic when i'm older because i am such a sugar like i i have 
you know, that's my weakness is sugar. And I always think, you know, my body is going to stop making insulin any day. So there are some testing that can be done for that. I also just in terms of telomeres and just how well I'm aging and coping, I remember I once did a cortisol test, which can be done in multiple different ways. And I did it with a spit test over a 24 hour period. And that test came back like total maladaption, you know, like, you know, screeching red lights. Oh my God, you need to change something in your life. And here I thought I handled everything. It's like That's so funny. peachy, That's easy, so funny. keen. So I think it's in, it will be interesting, interesting to see. So where they are now. Yeah, so where they are. But that obviously changes on a, you know, fairly day-to-day basis my daughter did that spit test and and that's how they found out that she had all of her um she's allergic to dairy and i'm very kind of i'm a non-believer in all that being allergic to anything but have become a bit of a convert because i mean if if she passes anything that's got dairy she even kind of almost touches it it's like a nut allergy for her she really? won't die but her she we call her face off because her face just starts peeling her eyebrows peel her hair looks like it's got extreme dandruff wow yeah and actually we took her so, which has brought me to because i went to see last week because you're going to do your hormones and have them tested and we're going to be talking uh, on the next show about intermittent fasting but i've also wanted to do some investigation into kind of gut health generally and the woman that i went to see i used to see funny you you remind me of her but i went to see her maybe 15 20 years ago she's divine and she's called petronella ravenscourt and she is a sort of nutritionist gut and diet health uh, specialist and she, I went to see her last week. It was lovely to see her again. And she cut some of my hair and that's been sent off to America oh. for analysis in the same way that spit is analyzed. So Ooh, my hair is coming what, back next week. I want to know what your hair says well, about then. you. But I have to say, and I'm so irritated saying it, that um, I'm apparently, I'm things like gluten intolerant. I do nothing about it, but I'm, that's what, the, you know, people tried to tell me over the years. So we'll know kind of completely accurately when... That's so um, interesting. I find all of this stuff very. I think it is really interesting. I mean, this is not the to, this is not a um, the type of trip that I would normally like to take. So normally, I love really active uh, mm. sort of retreats where you're doing it's more quite exercise. Active, that's a is you it? Can be, you can work out, and there's amazing walks to go in the mountains. And um, it's not the same as doing like five hour hikes overlooking you know the Pacific Ocean. And not Malibu. something that I'm an absolute expert on. The old five, <laughs> the old five hour hike. You can imagine. At 5 a.m. The, the 20 minutes in the park, <laughs> I think you'll find. So, but, so, but I am excited because actually, as I said, I've always been taking care of other people. And so now that I'm sadly middle-aged, what a word. It's great to be I hate that word, but I, I, I think it's important to have You're a baseline. You're in glorious 40s. This is true. But I think it's nice to have a baseline of where you are in this day and mm. time. And, you know, to have a baseline for later, just as important as it is to have Such a It's a funny thing that we live in a world where you say, you know, oh, she looks great. What's she done? It's always <laughs> kind of like, she d- or she's done it very well. I went to a 60th birthday party. I can't even believe I'm saying this, but I went to a birthday of a girl that I grew up with. She was the daughter of my parents friends and I never liked her um, <laughs> so why'd I, you go to a party I didn't like her when we were kids and then because my like mother always adult. used to say oh my god why can't you be like her she's so oh. clever or why can't you be like her she went to university or why can't you be like her she's become a lawyer and then she got married and then she had a child and I couldn't bear her and then my mother called me out and she oh my god she's left her husband she's come out and I was called her up I said come for dinner I loved her so we've been really good friends ever since she came out 
we've been um and, and and she was a human and we anyway we've been really close friends ever since anyway i went to her birthday the other night and she looked amazing she's 60 and she didn't look what i would call done but it was a room full of really kind of well-looking women no one looking over plumped or over yes. cheap because i think women have become much more educated in what they can do and and tiny a little bit goes a long way and i kind of look subtle is really thought, the yeah, new dramatic kind of educated you know? generation so yes you can be 40 or 50 or 60 and just look, look good fresh and well speaking of which i wanted to talk about a, a, a skincare line that i'm really enjoying called decree and i i came across it by accident i went with a friend of mine to a, a, a sale and there was a lady there who said, this is my skincare range. And I so didn't want to go shopping at the sale that I stayed and talked to her. And she talked me through her, her skincare range. And it's called Decree. And it's a Dr. Anita Sternum. Her products are beautiful. And they're very, they don't, sm- they're not scented. Because I'm kind of quite, I'm not great with scented creams. But they smell of sort of herbal rather than scent, if that makes sense. So I really like it. And I've been using this this thing called Weekly Decree, which is a resurfacing treatment. And you, you, you open this little tiny pot that looks like it might have jam in it. You know, it's like a little kind of container. And you smush some um, acid, fruit acid exfoliator all over your face and neck and chest a little bit in my case. And leave it on for about two, three minutes and you feel it start to tingle and fizz. And then I wash that off and I put on this incredibly kind of rich hydrating mask for about 10 minutes afterwards. And my skin, blow me down, looks unbelievable. It really looks kind of polished, but not thin, but kind of glowy. And I've always thought I've got quite good skin, so I'm rather kind of arrogantly lazy about the amount I do to it. But it it really looks... I you think, do have you? glowing, beautiful yeah, skin. My skin looks so good. I'm so pleased with it. You use this two, these two little small pots, and you use them once a week for six weeks. 120 quid. I think not bad mm. at all. And in fact, their whole range is quite well priced. I think. So have a look. Don't take my word for it, or do take my word for it. What am I? What am I talking about? Obviously, take my word <laughs> for it because I'm the guinea pig. But I've noticed a real difference in my skin. So if you want to give it a weekly treat invest in that that's my tip of the month i haven't tried her products but i love the idea behind it so having like a nice skin peel and, and a mask should we get her on and you can Absolutely. talk about kind of how to build a brand and what interests you and what Absolutely. interests her i think that might be really she's lovely really i have nice met her before we were on a panel together at harvey nichols i'm going off to have a week of my next guinea pig trial let's say is i'm going to do i know we've talked about it before but i think we should do an episode about intermittent fasting because i think we've talked about prolon and we've talked about there's been a lot in the press about gwyneth and all the girls you know the goop girls my favorites um but having said that i did watch her episode and she did the prolon fast and she did the prolon fast she did she they all had different ones they had a vegan diet pescatarian diet and the prolon and the idea with the prolon for intermittent and then they tested their telomeres to see where they were for their chronological age it's basically part of the chromosome that that tells you how much impact or negative impact you're having so she came down the most out of all three diets on the prolon so i think she lost like two point some years from i don't remember the exact number but um from her actual age just on that five-day fast because obviously you know detoxing that's you know has been the and and intermittent fasting has been something that many religions have used it's been around for so long but i must say that you know starting with the five two and everything i think 
people talk. Anyway, I'm going to go on it. So when we next what, meet, what are you going I'm to gonna do? I'm going to go on Prolon. I'm going to do okay. five. I'm going to do the five day Prolon fast, and I'm going to do it properly this time because I've started it before many times, and you know me, dropped out after two days. I'm going to do the five day Prolon fast, and when we next meet, I will be on day four of the Excellent. five days. So I'll either be kind of fainting on the floor with hunger, or eat your lunch or who knows what we'll be doing but amazing so watch that there may only be half of me next time we meet you may oh not dear, recognize you're going, me you're going to wither away I'll be two fee. years I younger like no more fat extraction no more fat fee but actually you nearly said didn't you? Go no, no you I nearly did not said not at it. all never ever gosh okay so see you next week I'll be starving and we'll be meeting with Kim Pearson who is a nutritionist who works with Prolon and we look forward to seeing you then. Thanks so much for listening and please don't forget to rate, review and to subscribe to us. It really does help make the show. Thank you. Bye. The guinea pig provides unbiased information to those who may be considering cosmetic surgery or even trialing a non-invasive treatment or product. We do not endorse the use of any product or procedure featured in this podcast and are not responsible for the outcome of any of the treatments featured on this podcast or damage caused in connection with any treatments or products. Should you decide to try any of the procedures, treatments or products mentioned in any episode of The Guinea Pig, you do so at your own risk. Always consult an independent and and fully qualified medical professional if you are considering embarking on a medical procedure, irrespective of whether it's an invasive or non-invasive procedure.